0: What's up, everybody? It's Jesse Ziegler again. And Quinn Cody. Again. And we are back for our second show on the Abu Dhabi Desert Challenge. So it's not Dakar Rally Daily. Well, it is Dakar Rally Daily, but it's Abu Dhabi Desert Challenge Part 2. Wrap-up show. Wrap-up show.
1: Or recap. Final. I want to say.
0: Yeah, recap. We're going to recap it. We're going to get into uh, how this race unfolded. Pretty exciting. Pretty tight race again. I think we're seeing that trend continue in international rally racing. Like these guys are so close that these races are getting tighter and more exciting every round.
1: Yeah. Very close. And, and you know, they carried over the, the bonus time from, from the Dakar. So that, Mm -hmm. you know, this new rule looks like it's here to, here to stay where they're giving guys bonus
0: time for leading out stages.
1: Yeah. And this is really making for some tight racing.
0: Yeah. It's keeping it tighter. Um, it's, incentivizing guys to kind of catch up and try to lead some of those spots if they are in like second or third place off the line. So they don't have to hang back all day and it it's cool. I like it. Yep. It yep. adds up at the end of the race.
1: It, it definitely adds up and you know, it, it, it's, it's always difficult to lead a, a dune stage and, and some guys are saying maybe it's not enough time to uh to make it worth leading out in a dune in the dunes and and not because of navigation but just because it's hard to be the first guy through the sand dunes
0: right but this is something they'll probably analyze and adjust as you know the rules go forward too yeah or just leave it and learn and how to tell, race them to tell them to just race faster yep so a little bit of insight into this race there's a few things that make it a lot different than something like the Dakar rally and the first is it's it's Basically a hundred percent sand dunes every day um, in a smaller geographic area. Yeah. It, you know, there are some big days.
1: There's some roads and, and stuff like that out there and, you know, they'll pick up road sections and some hard pack like, uh, you know, dry lake bed shots, mm-hmm. they call them. Um, but, but for the most part, it's all in the sand.
0: Yeah. And we're not talking like short moto day in the sand. We're talking big stages still. So we're most of them, well over 200k in a day of the special time section, and just grueling that you have to keep that pace up through the sand and try to be, you know, battling for seconds out there when yeah. when it's blind like you said, you know, I mean, you don't know what's coming up. This this rally is is really different from Dakar
1: because it it it, it is a sprint. I mean, these guys are racing for five days, and it, each day is a sprint. You have to go all out no matter what position you're in. If you're leading, you're going all out. If you're Coming from the back, you're going all out. It's a
0: 120 mile sprint in the sand. Yep. That sounds, that's only a small sprint if you are, you know, acclimated to the scale of rally racing. If you're a motocross guy, that sounds absolutely horrific and you're not going to wake up the next day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're like, I have to ride 150 miles today in the sand going wide open on a 450, literally as fast as I can go. you know, and the sand's
1: scary. I mean, we we heard it from some of the guys, but I mean, there's these these blind drops, and and if right. you know the the sun's high, if it's later in the in the day, then the the drops are it, there's no contrast. You, you can't, can't see, so yeah. it just looks like one flat dune, and all of a sudden you're riding along, and then the next thing you know, you're in the air,
0: and you don't know when <laughs> yeah. to lay off. And you for just that hope happen. you
1: can downside something, or you're not going to land in the bottom of a big hole and
0: you know break your legs or yeah whatever. So like we saw two people get wiped out before the race even started. Yep, practicing in the area. You know, contender Sam Sunderland probably would have been front runner contender, and obviously Kevin ben- Benavides because he just came off the Dakar win and yeah, the two top out, favorites out. shaking their bikes down you know two days before
1: the start of the race. So
0: yeah, and also think that while you're out there doing this terrain that you don't know where it's going or when it's going to fall up from underneath, all you're doing is trying to gain a second, like all day. Yeah, and and just, it came down to those seconds again. Yep. So pretty exciting.
1: I, yeah. I think, I think speaking of seconds, we should get to our results here. Because yeah. Why, why leave everyone hanging? I think we're going <laughs> to, we'll recap the, uh, the yes. overall general classification results and and let you guys know who won the race. And, and then we'll kind of go back and look at, you know, stage for stage. What, what happened, how this unfolded.
0: Yeah, give you kind of a backwards engineered version yeah. of how this race unfolded. So I'll give you the honors of telling everybody who won the race because this makes me happy. All right, a little bit. It makes me happy a little bit.
1: Jesse's Jesse's Band Crash yep. Monster Energy Honda Team Adrian Van Beveren.
0: Yep, took you the won. win. You, you laughed at me for three years, picking him to win stages in Dakar. And then you laughed when I blew it up in the Dakar fantasy derby this year, picking him and now who's laughing. Yeah. Good. You know, I mean, I didn't pick him to win. I'm not smart enough. He
1: had a, (laughs) he had a great ride. (laughs) He, uh, you know, he, he was steady. He did. He didn't win a stage. He just, you know, kind of maintained. He got a really good start position in the prologue, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. And. And then, uh, he just maintained and, and, uh, ended up coming away with the, with the win.
0: Yeah. And arguably he's a sand specialist as a, as a moto guy, he rips in the sand. So yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that that was his terrain, but it was a, it was a tough race to manage and he did a good job.
1: Yeah. I, and what I think the key to this is that not winning a stage.
0: Yeah. He because, never was hung out front
1: to lead. Yep. And that, and that's where you're losing that valuable time. And yeah, I, you know, I'm, I don't quite honestly, as a, as a fan, I don't like these sand races. I don't like to watch them. I just think it's, it's too predictable and it's leaving guys yeah. out, you know, <clears throat> for me, I think it's more interesting when there's some tricky navigation and a guy gets
0: lost. Yeah. Right? Something that's going to be an unpredictable thing that's going to happen to him that day. That's not just a dune dropping off in hundred percent danger, like a, a skill that they have to master that day and nail that component yeah, you of the race. Know, Getting lost
1: between a five-way intersection yeah. and picking the wrong road and then two guys in front of you go the other way or behind you or whatever. Because nobody
0: That's has it. navigation mistakes at this race. Really? No, not no, really. I, like some people are missing waypoints. We see some penalties here and there, but not, yeah. not like, man, I lost 30 minutes today because I was turning around. I mean,
1: most of the time, and especially in Abu Dhabi, most of the time, and I, I, it may have changed, but yeah. in in the past, historically, there's always you always have an arrow... Open and is pointing to the next waypoint. Right. So it it's well, there's pretty no other difficult to go wrong.
0: There's no other landmark to draw roadbook yeah. from, really, other than kilometer yeah. and cap heading, dune <laughs> sand pile on left. Yeah, hopefully the wind didn't blow and move it. So so Avb got the win. Yep, um not a big gap <laughs> behind him to second place. Yeah,
1: I mean it. Based on all the other times here, this is this is a pretty reasonable. Reasonable gap. I mean, he so yeah. Luciano Benavides finished second yeah. on the uh, Husqvarna Factory Racing team.
0: Great ride um, by
1: Luciano. Luciano we'll won. You know, he won two stages, so mm-hmm. he was and he's really proven himself to be you know an extremely fast
0: sand guy and a danger like to every other competitor out there because he's proven that he's got stage winning speed a lot. I mean, he won how many stages? He won in. Dakar, three? Yeah, he won three or four stages. Yeah. yeah. And Dakar so, Allen came into this race winning two stages, which is, well, here he's tied for the most stage wins in this race as well. But four minutes and 18
1: seconds off the lead. Yep. So that is basically his his penalty for winning those stages is probably those four minutes. Right.
0: Because he hung it out, got the stage win, had the lead, yep. ended up losing. We, 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 we kind of did some back of the napkin math here. They're losing about... Eight to ten minutes if they lead a stage, right? Yeah, it's eight to ten minutes with the bonus time, including the in, bonus. Still
1: calculated yeah. in. Yeah, so, so really, it's, it's really twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, twelve to right. fourteen minutes sometimes. You know, so, so you got to be
0: a lot faster in the other days too. Yeah, <laughs> to, to, to make that gap up. So
1: yeah, so he collected four forty-seven in bonus time throughout the whole the whole race. So you know. Made a couple minutes of of bonus time, but, you know, on average probably lost 10 minutes each time he
0: had to lead out a stage. Yep. Can't fight the math. Nope. So great job.
1: place. Now now the times start getting pretty tight.
0: Yeah, now they're really, really tight. Yep.
1: So Toby Price in third, and he was, you know, just uh, less than a minute behind Luciano. Yep. Uh, Toby also won two stages.
0: Yeah, including the final stage today.
1: Yep. So he won stage three and five. Yep. And you can see kind of the flip flop there. So where Luciano won two and four mm-hmm. Toby won three and five. Yeah. It's kind of going in that, in that cycle
0: and they're uh, neck and neck, like any one of those guys could have yep. flopped bases, except, except as we'll talk about on stage five or fours day, Toby was not in third place coming in today. No, <laughs> he made, no, up, no. he made us he a was, big round.
1: I think he was sitting sixth after, was, yeah. after stage four. Right. Um, so he, up, he
0: did nothing but hammer down today. Yeah, he he chased, I mean, there, there were, were five videos. tracks in front of him, and he, he tried to catch each five of those tracks. <laughs> if you watched the highlights
1: of Toby today, and he looks yeah. so good on the bike right now. He's yep. riding so well, and the bike looks good. He, he just looks like he's, he's on point, and he, yeah, he
0: looks unbeatable. He bumped Nacho Cornejo off the podium by two seconds. So Nacho's fourth mm-hmm. overall, second Honda in the top five, but pushed him off the podium. Yeah. By two seconds. Nacho's got to be mad at him right now. Oh, can you
1: imagine? I mean, that, that two seconds can go anywhere.
0: Anywhere like, that could have happened.
1: Miss a shift. Just, yeah. Just, you know. Two seconds is up,
0: nothing. Screw up over a dune. And today's was, today's stage was 206K. So, you know, that's 120 miles. Plenty yeah. of time. So, that's a long day. <laughs> Plenty of time to find two seconds. It wasn't just a parade into the finish. No, it wasn't a all. parade into the, into the resort today. Uh, top five, we got Ross Branch. You know? Yeah. Little Ross. On the hero, he's crushing it. Love him.
1: Yeah, Ross is a good dude, and he's he's just over a minute back from Luciano. So still, mm-hmm. you know, we see this four minute gap between first and second, and then we're you know the top five after that is covered within within two minutes. Yeah, really tight. And even even back to sixth, Skylar House is only five seconds behind Ross Branch. So yeah. that that between between fourth and sixth is pretty tight
0: and we're still and i sixth. mean yeah i mean you go all the way down to the top 10 is when yeah you drop some people off the top 10 for sure but like ricky Brabec's in seventh place he's another four minutes back yeah so he's so just
1: 10 minutes off the
0: lead. yeah so this is this is really tight and this has to do with the race not having that much variety every day Yep. Everybody's going to stay pretty tight, but if you lead, you're going to lose eight to 10 minutes. So managing that race really comes through. And obviously, yeah, Adrian Van Beveren stayed out of the, (laughs) stayed out of the front.
1: And, and we see, you know, basically seven guys within 10 minutes of each other. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like what we, what we saw a lot at Dakar, right? The same guys, the same thing. The one, the one name we don't see on here is Mason Klein. Right.
0: Um, Mason's missing out of the final
1: classifications. Yep. So Mason had, he had a good, a good ride going, you know, he was bouncing around in that, in that range between, you know, five and seven. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it looks like he lost a, lost a clutch on, on stage four. Um, from what, from what we're hearing these reports and this is, this is pretty vague. We haven't yeah. heard directly
0: from Mason yet. This is hearsay.
1: Yeah. So, clutch problem, uh, stage four, and then today, something put him out of the race. Yeah. We don't know what. We saw pictures of his bike coming in with no seat, no missing a fuel tank, this and that. It's like he was chasing a problem or doesn't, had a problem. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a, a, it was a crash. Sounds more mechanical, but mm. um, you know we'll, we'll get more details on, on what happened with Mason. And the Bass
0: team said just as much. They said technical difficulty you know, caused him to not finish today. So yeah, wasn't a crash. Sure. He's not hurt. That's a big cool. bummer. I'm but, sure he's, yeah.
1: I'm sure he's disappointed. Uh, you know, it's definitely, it's tough anytime, you know, and the other guy we saw go out was, uh, Pablo Quintanilla.
0: So yep. I
1: think he went out on stage three yep. and unknown problem with the Honda
0: DNF. Um,
1: but yeah, it's, you know, it's hot. It's getting hot out there in the dunes and you know, these guys are, are riding the bikes to the limit. So if yeah. they're not perfectly prepared, then you know, it's kind of, anything can happen. It's motorsports.
0: Motorsports. Let's go to stage four. Let's go back in time. You got any more let's go, overall?
1: Let's go back to, let's let's start
0: at the beginning. Oh, let's start at the beginning.
1: Because that's prologue. really how this. We unfolded. really
0: should, because the prologue's where the drama starts. Yeah. I think, you know, and there was some drama in this prologue. There was. All six kilometers of it. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? There's
1: more drama in the prologue than there was yeah. the whole rest of the rally.
0: Yeah. There's six, six timed kilometers in this prologue we're talking a very very short prologue but yeah. there was some drama and conspiracy in it uh, uh yeah this, it's this so direction
1: the the times were super tight on the prologue right i mean yep. they're within seconds and you know these guys are going all out it's it's basically a sprint so pablo Quintanilla won won the prologue uh teammate adrian van Beveren in a second two then, seconds behind him yep Um, and there were some claims of guys straightening out some corners, cutting some corners. It looked like it was just a big kind of open desert and they kind of graded a track in the desert Yep, and And it was no barriers, no pylons. And so I think guys started cutting
0: across and making straight lines, straightening, straightening out corners. And you know, yep. We had a report from a yet to be named racer who said they had stakes out there like poles and they were instructed to go, Around the poles, stay on this side of the pole, because that marks the corner. And he said when he got there, there were just tracks going straight through them. Yeah. Making us making a corner that was clearly marked with the poles into it straight away. So some people chose to follow the instruction and in the what they thought would be a rule, and it turned out that they were pretty lax on that and said, Hey, this is this is where the results are. Yeah. However you I, finished. I mean that there's not there. much you can do.
1: Yeah. at that point other than if you yeah. don't have them on video or have an official out there that's that's monitoring that's taking down numbers, just don't care about it there's there's no point you yeah. know so uh you know t- top three quintanilla van beveren price um toby was pretty clear that he followed the track dead on so i think we can kind of take a guess as to who Either maybe, maybe the people <laughs> were being
0: accused of maybe but who knows
1: i don't know we'll see
0: I don't know that's (laughs) exactly exactly what I'd say if I was cheating too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'd be like,
1: I followed the rules. I I can say that there's not too
0: many people that are faster
1: over six kilometers than Toby price. No,
0: Mm. there's not. We can just leave it at that. We can leave it at that. But even like all the way to the top 10, like we're talking, it's a 25 second gap for people that had an issue probably. And 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 in the end, I
1: mean, there's, there was what, nine, 10, uh, rally GP competitors. in This race. So, you're going to be pretty close. Skyler, I think,
0: finished 11th. And, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't a great finish for him because, no. as we talked about, they, they carried over the gate pick, I'll call it, for stage yeah. one theory, where the top 11 get to pick their start order for stage one in reverse order. So, 11th place guy gets to pick. I think it was top 10. Top 10? Oh, yeah. so Toby. So, 11 so doesn't even get a chance. Skyler got 11th no matter what. Right. So, top 10 get a pick. They can pick anywhere in the top 10 where yeah. they want to start. And then the last guy. The guy who got first gets to pick last, and he's obviously not going to pick first, so he'll push everybody out of the way
1: so. yeah so in in a race like this, again, we're talking about a, a sand race where leading out is is Death. Guaranteed, guaranteed time loss yeah. the of course, the winners of the prologue are gonna start as far back as possible mm-hmm. um and you know it's just gonna kind of go from there, and that's what happened, and you know Adrian van Beveren set himself up really well, he yep. you know. He and Pablo Quintanilla both started back, and and that's kind of made the difference in this whole this whole rally. It, it it
0: set the stage, and yeah, they gained those few minutes in stage one by winning. Pablo Quintanilla won. Adrian Van Beveren got second, two minutes behind him, and then it was Ross Branch, another minute twelve behind that, and then Nacho Cornejo, he was another minute behind. So here we go, it's a minute every spot basically, and but Pablo and Adrian they had that gap by three or four minutes on people after stage one. Yeah. And that carried and through to the end of the race. It. Yeah. As long as you didn't have a problem, which is obvious can happen any day. Of course.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it kind of goes back to, to what I said about not really liking these, these yeah. dune type races is that there you go. There's your, basically the races is, is set yeah. aside from, you still got to go ride flat out as hard as you can through the yep. sand
0: dunes. But there were some people that made moves. And as you mm-hmm. see, stage one, Luciano was an eighth. So he didn't have a great prologue, got hung out to dry a little bit. Stage one right. ended up losing time. He's six and a half minutes behind and ended up clawing his way back through those stages by pinning it and winning some stages to get into the top three. So, yeah, yeah, true. You know, he he had a great race, really. Like I think you said before the show, he was the most impressive former day over day climbing back up
1: yeah in, in my mind for sure Luciano is was the most impressive guy you know at this rally i mean, between him and Toby yeah. Um, but just in general like the trajectory of where he's going and kind of where he's been the last couple of years and he he hasn't really performed like they I think like the you know Husqvarna team has expected him to over the last the last few Dakars and yeah. he's he's kind of struggled he's heavy. he didn't win any stages he didn't you know, and I think he was coming into Dakar, you know, he was kind of like the guy on the bubble. Like, are you going to still have a ride? Yeah. And you know, there, then he goes and knocks off, you know, four stage wins or three or four stage wins at Dakar. Now two stage wins here finishes on the, you know, in second. Yeah. So like Luciano's going in a good way. He's, he's looking really strong it's in his groove. Yeah. And so at, at you know, I'm excited for him. He's,
0: he's a super good kid and you know, rides rides the bike really well. Yeah, Strong, strong kid, riding fast. Um, top five on stage one, Quintanilla, Van Beveren, Branch, top three. Then we had Cornejo, Price, House. Came back from his prologue mishap to climb into the top six. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then we had Braybeck, the other American, seventh. He kind of, we kind of see Braybeck. This is his worst finish in a stage. Um, but he stayed kind of, you know, fourth sixth place yeah. every day from his you know first race back after knocking himself out of the Dakar rally
1: yeah I mean of course Ricky hasn't really ridden probably much since Dakar probably not so. at and, all and for sure he's going to be conservative because he doesn't want to hurt himself you know again or risk anything yeah. but this is also kind of what we've seen from Ricky typically at these smaller kind of Abu Dhabi races is that he's just not a big risk taker when it comes to these world championship rounds you know he's he's saving it all for for the big
0: one you can see that in his pr quotes where he references you know here we are we're having a good time we're gonna take it home we're gonna get back to work to dakar which is what really matters (laughs) he's already thinking about january 24 he's he's
1: not shy about it (laughs) no he knows
0: it he He knows knows. that he is in a he's in a rebuild phase from crashing and he's gonna take each one of these in in stride yep so stage two. Yep, stage two, climbing up, another first, pretty big day. First win by Luciano Benavides.
1: Yep, and then Nacho Cornejo was in second. You know, uh, just about a, a little over a minute back. Yep, and Skyler House thirty seconds behind him.
0: Yeah, so. Nacho's sitting there in second place in a, you know, he's a Nacho sandwich, Husqvarna bread. Yep, you got a <laughs> Luciano and a, and a Skyler on each side of him. But really, I mean, <laughs> top three in a minute forty-four apart. So we're talking seconds. Yeah, that was a tight <laughs> one,
1: and and now we see Van Beveren. He's he's sitting in fifth. So yep. you know, on that path to to winning the rally, he you know he loses only three minutes after you know gaining quite a bit of time the day before.
0: Yeah, he did a great job not losing those ten minutes that other people did because hey, he got a little bonus time. He got five minutes of bonus time that day too. Yeah, and and Pablo was the one that kind of got. Bit a little bit on on
1: that day because he had to lead and you know Adrian so Adrian kind of timed it perfect where he had his teammate out in front of him to to break you know break trail. Pablo lost almost seven minutes on stage two, uh, but that allowed Adrian to you know
0: maintain his position. Yep, yeah, he only dropped to fifth, and Pablo dropped all the way back to ninth.
1: Yeah, and uh, Mason Klein also he had a really good ride on stage two. He was only you know three minutes, three and a half minutes back. Uh, in sixth
0: so yep solid solid stage two ross branch in seventh 359 back and then toby was four back four minutes back in eighth place so kind of see everybody shaking out there
1: we can start moving on stage
0: three see where see how it all unfolded uh stage three toby put the smack down for his first stage win and he put a sixteen second gap over Pablo Quintanilla. So you can imagine those two guys were starting in seventh and ninth place. Right. Imagine how fast they were both going. Yeah. And and then they just pinned it to the line sixteen seconds apart. And, and it then it looks like uh Pablo had a, a
1: penalty of some kind too. Too oh many yeah. penalties. I don't know if that was on the transfer stage or
0: yeah. Or what it was. But, uh, you know, Pablo okay. was going hard from the back. Yeah. Uh, and also, Skylar Howe's in third place. He's 19 seconds behind. Right. Overall. So these guys are like really tight, really fast.
1: Yeah. And, and Skylar had some bonus time because he was, you know, he was started, I, th- I believe it was what, fourth after stage two. So, um, or third. Third. So, yeah. you know, that was a really solid ride for Skylar that, that uh, stage three to maintain third, you know, start third, maintain third.
0: That had to be a brutal day.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that was, was that the longest stage of the rally?
0: 266 stage four is the longest 300 K next up. Don't go so fast. We're still in stage three. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, other players in there, uh, Klein dropped out a little bit down to ninth place, Luciano in eighth place after, you know, having to, having to be out front. But I
1: mean, even, even Mason's only five minutes off, you know, yeah. minutes off the lead, and so after you know two hundred and sixty six kilometer stage in the dunes, it's five minutes is pretty pretty tight. Pretty uh, admirable.
0: Time it's got to be a I little say after this point in the race. It's got to be a little stressful going in there, going like I can't make any mistakes because the time's so tight. I'm going to lose three positions if I tip over at the end of the day like that's how close it is yeah for sure i mean that's it's sketchy you
1: you never want to make mistakes i mean it, it and i think it's the big ones that these guys are really worried about yeah. because it's flying off a dune and smashing your face on the tower or you know breaking yeah. an arm or doing something like that
0: that's you know, yeah, that's a stressful part that's true all right so stage three stage four was the longest day got it 308k of racing, and
1: and there was some drama on stage four before the stage even started. Yeah, got some weather moved in,
0: it's yep. fogged in. They couldn't start the stage probably because they can't fly helicopters. Yeah, yeah, no, that's
1: that's exactly it. You know, they won't start the stage unless the
0: helicopter can fly.
1: So if it's too foggy, they you know they delay the stage until they can until
0: they can uh, you know get the helicopter in the air. Sounds so, like it was like a two hour delay. And these guys aren't starting as early as they did in Dakar at four in the morning. So. Two hours delay put them at high sun, higher heat, low visibility. Um, Toby commented that it was really hard for him to go out leading and get out there front with no track and not yeah. be able to see.
1: I mean, the thing that happens is as the sun gets higher in the air and you're, you know, it gets to be closer to noon and, and all of a sudden all the shadows are gone and
0: there's no contrast yeah. in the dunes. So you just, it just looks flat and, you know, and you get fried mentally, like trying to decipher the terrain in front of you.
1: Yeah. So Toby struggled. He, uh, he ended up losing nine minutes yeah. after collecting almost six minutes of bonus time. So that's, you know,
0: 15 minute time loss that he had on, on Luciano. Yeah. That really knocked him down. That put him in the sixth place overall. Yep. About eight and a half minutes out of the lead yep. going into the final stage.
1: Luciano Benavidez, he got his second stage win. um, Yep. You know, and he he was just about three and a half minutes ahead of Adrian Van Beveren on stage four here. So
0: He really put himself in a good spot there and capitalized on it. Those tough conditions he hammered. Because that's a pretty big gap in this race's, you know, sort of standard, have a three and a half minute gap to second place. That's a big one. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a big day.
1: For sure. And I, I think, you know, Adrian again set himself up perfectly because he went as fast as he could go without winning, winning.
0: <laughs> smartly. Yes. Does he have a different computer on his bike that tells him yeah, how maybe, fast he maybe, needs to maybe, go not to win? Maybe Honda's
1: got something there that they can,
0: you know <laughs> Yeah, they didn't win that many stages I don't know. Smart. But, yeah, good strategy. Maybe that's the part they didn't that win they had stages. on. Well, Pablo won one. Oh yeah, so stage one. Maybe that part broke on Pablo's bike and that's why he stopped the race <laughs> the part that tells him not to win the race. Yeah, well, he didn't win. Nope, he didn't. He DNF'd. All right. So Ross Branch, another another third for
1: Ross Branch and the hero.
0: Yeah, he just kept it up there. It was a good finish for him. He's only four minutes out of lead. Yep. And and Ricky just,
1: Rebeck, the Monster Energy Honda, again. Yep. Fourth place, just right kind there. of steady, right there,
0: about four minutes mm-hmm. off the lead. Mm-hmm. Skyler in fifth. American back to back there.
1: Yep. So great ride for him. Nacho Cornejo. He's, you know, sixth place. And, and this, this makes me think of, of Nacho in that, that two second gap, like. Yeah. Anywhere in the race, really, you know, not just that one stage, but. (laughs) Anywhere. Anywhere. Mm -hmm.
0: Over 17 hours. Yeah. That's, that's the cool part about these races. It was over 17 hours of racing. And then these finishes can come down to two seconds and going into the final day, like after stage four, Nacho had a pretty comfortable lead mm-hmm. over Toby price. I mean, he was only 20 seconds ahead of um, Ross branch and fourth. He was about a minute ahead of Skyler, who was in fifth overall. Toby was another two and a half minutes or a minute and a half behind that. So like in the scheme of this race, he had a, almost a two and a half minute cushion on Toby price going yeah, into the stage. Point. And he didn't have to lead. Yes. And Toby just decided that didn't matter and hammered down <laughs> and caught him and caught a lot of people.
1: Yeah. So Mason Klein, he finished up in eighth. Yep. Um, and you know, I think, the, so I saw some video of Mason looked like he was coming in his clutch was smoked and you know, he, he still only lost what nine, nine almost no, ten, 10 minutes, minutes yeah. on the day. So, Maybe some technical problems, something like that, but, um, it
0: got worse. It got worse. Stage five, as we already talked about a little bit, Mason didn't finish, but Toby did. Toby won it. Got those two seconds on Nacho. But Nacho got second. So Nacho wasn't sitting around waiting for this race to come to him. He was out there hammering.
1: Yeah. These boys were, they were battling for the podium for sure. But that's one thing is you don't want Toby price behind you trying to to pass you at anywhere. Nope. And, and that's exactly what happened to, to Nacho. Toby started back behind him and he, he hammered down and he he won the stage by two minutes and 23 seconds. Yeah. And then Skylar House finished third, two minutes and 29 seconds back. Yeah. So, you know, again, that podium is real tight. <laughs>
0: real tight. Um, if you guys want to watch these guys ride, which I highly suggest you do, uh, go to the Motorsports on NBC YouTube channel. Yep, and watch the highlights they're really good yeah really there's good. some really good highlights from really this this cool one. I, you know
1: they're they go through each guy and it's yeah. it's well done for sure Almost Great. better than some of the ones that we saw at dakar
0: almost better than our show yeah i mean well, arguably a, better than uh, our show at this race because i mean we only did two but yeah well <laughs> now go watch them it, they're good
1: for sure so this was uh this was a cool race to watch. You know, there was a little bit of drama, a little bit of, uh, you know, yeah, kind of a little bit of and-
0: good team battles too. Like it's clearly Japan Honda versus the Austrian, you know, three headed monster of mm-hmm. KTM Husqvarna gas, gas, uh, unfortunately no gas, gas guys competing, but man, they, the other two yep. uh, heads of that dragon sure <laughs> took the battle to Honda, but kudos to the Honda team. They, they came to, they came to party again and like we've talked about at the Dakar pre-show and even with Ricky like that bike is not new that Honda bike like it's not a new model yeah it's not been updated drastically other than suspension testing Ricky says for sure they're putting new parts in there that they know fail or whatever but like as a chassis goes and as a platform that bike's old yeah and they're Pin in it, but it but it was designed to do this specifically. So clearly, it's still a viable race bike. And and on the other side, you know, you've been involved with the development on the rally bike. That thing has been developed rapidly in the last year, two years. Yeah. So it's pretty cool seeing these two approaches come together.
1: Yeah, definitely. KTM's on the new platform, and in the, I mean, from what I'm seeing, the bike is is looks good. good. Guys are guys are starting to gel with the bike, and I mean. They're knocking off stage winds back to back
0: in the sand. They look really strong on it. Yeah. So Arguably a modern platform would perform better maybe in a shorter sprinter race like this. And the, the Honda was developed for big speed, big yep. days, you know, covering Saudi Arabian terrain. Yeah. But who knows? It's working. Yep. <laughs> it's It's interesting. It's cool to watch. And then, again, we can't not talk about the hero being really impressive. One DNF, but hey. Bueller, Stefan Bueller, DNF on like day two, stage one or two. Yeah, I believe so. But and still really Heroes, good standing you know, again, by the Hero guys.
1: We, you know, we've talked about before, but Hero is an Indian motorcycle manufacturer, yeah. one of the one of the largest manufacturers of, you know, any kind globally of motorcycles quality, yeah, in the yeah. world. And uh, their racing effort is is based out of Germany. And they're the old kind of speed brain rally team. And yep. they've actually developed this new bike just in the last year or two. Um, and they're, they've developed their own engine, yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. Like, I mean, it's not easy to d- develop an engine to race no. Dakar.
0: No. And not if you're guys, not a 450 manufacturing brand anyway, they're, they're not really, they are specialize in low displacement bikes. Right. Well, you're not, bikes. you're not Honda. You're
1: not <laughs> KTM. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know,
0: Yamaha or whatever. Yeah.
1: I mean, literally that engine was developed in Germany. Yes. And for, especially for Dakar.
0: For sure. Like a satellite project specifically for this race. So it's like highly custom, unobtainable. You can't buy any of those parts on that bike. Really cool. Like very trick back to the old days. Yep.
1: And this, you know, this sets us up for the whole rest of this world championship series. Um, Sonora rally is coming up. Sonora, Mexico. Here at
0: the end of April, and the standings are tight. Like with yep. this podium finish, so Toby did a couple of things with these two seconds. Hey, he got on the podium, mm-hmm. but the other thing is, is he took the overall lead in the world championship standings by four points over Adrian van Beveren. Yeah. So if he wouldn't have done that, AvB would be in the lead. You know, then we'd have Kevin Benavides and then Luciano Benavides probably. But cool things. Toby's in the lead. Great move for him for the overall. Adrian in second, forty-two, and then Kevin Benavides, who didn't race, is still in third place after winning yeah. the Dakar Rally with thirty-eight. Because remember, you get points per stage at Dakar, right? Yep. So each stage
1: counts as a World Championship round. Yep. So they're accumulating points every day at Dakar. Yeah, very cool. So every day matters. Yep. That's smart. Um, and and Sonora Rally is going to be exciting. I think we're going to see a lot of the top guys here for Sonora for sure. We'll see all the Honda guys here. Um. You know I don't think Kevin Benavides is gonna be back
0: that percent That would be, that'd be, not. A, that'd be a pretty quick turnaround <laughs> on a broken femur. Yeah.
1: Um hopefully but hopefully we'll see maybe Sam Sunderland back uh, hopefully we'll see Daniel Sanders yep and I think the whole rest of the team is is signed up and, and ready yep. to go um, I believe the hero guys are coming I've heard some uh, some little murmurs from them asking questions about how to logistically where to park. Race in Mexico, basically. How do I get my uh, bike into Mexico? So they're they're trying, along with a few of these other smaller teams. Are you so. starting
0: a side business where you just import people's motorcycles into California and drive them into Mexico for? That's them? that's way too much work. You <laughs> <laughs> can't even. You can't even get can't yourself into a there. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's debatable. Yeah.
1: Now, so yeah, Sonora's exciting. We're gonna hopefully uh, we're gonna try to get a hold of Darren Skilton and get him on the line. He's the. Uh, creator promoter definitely of need sonora rally that. so it'd be cool to do a, a podcast with him get a little interview there and then yep, definitely we're gonna try our best to do to do daily coverage from sonora this year yeah i think i think our yeah. listeners deserve it they do and you know it's it's right in our backyard so why not why not it's on the same time zone <laughs> that'd be weird yeah actually i think it's one
0: hour hmm. one hour ahead so yeah you're right okay. I can handle that I can do that math pretty easy uh should we talk about the rally two kids I call them kids because they're rookies. It's kind of a fun race for rally two came we down to the last day, yes we should it was pretty exciting, and there's some new people that we should probably talk about in this race.
1: I know I need to. I did not i didn't I didn't really put down in my notes uh much, but
0: well, that's why I'm here well good i hope I hope Jesse did the big news on rally two is that there's an Austrian kid yep. that didn't race Dakar. He's the nephew of Heinz Keeney Yeah.
1: I've heard, I've heard a lot about this kid recently and, and how fast he is. And, and everybody was telling me that he's going to go race rally. And you know, I,
0: and you're like, but, I don't believe you cause I don't see him. Yeah. But well, he, he did. He did race rally and interesting fun fact. Heinz Kinnigerner was the first one to win this race in like 95, really? maybe 97, 95 or 97. He's okay. the first one. See, that's why I'm here on the show. All right. So what's his name, Jesse? Oh, uh, we're going to have to pause. <laughs> I'm going to find his
1: name. Tobias. Is that yeah. correct? Ebit, Ebitster. Ebster. Ebster.
0: Yeah. Tobias Ebster. I'm sure I butchered him. All my, yeah, Austrian, s- all my Austrian
1: friends are going to be pissed at me. <laughs> and should've, They're going to be, should have done better. On they're going to be
0: one. offended by my, Austrian accent that yeah. I tried to pull off. So Ebster, Ebster, I'm just going to say it like that, and I hope that's right. He crushed it. He got eighth overall. Mm-hmm. Good job. He was battling with uh, Lipan, a French from the Dust diverse racing team. Dust is the team that Jacob Argerbret raced on at Dakar. right? And then Balalucci, an Italian, on Bass. We well, you know who those guys are. That's the team that Mason races for. So those three were in a battle coming yeah, was, into the last day. It was tight, really tight battle. And Lucci was actually in the lead of that battle. And then it all turned something, around.
1: Something unfolded on the last day. It all I'm turned not around. Sure exactly. But uh, Tobias, I think picked it up on the last day. And yeah.
0: Leapfrogged both of them for the lead. And Pretty then, good. Massive stage win today. Yeah. He did a great job with two minutes of penalty in, in the stage, in the rally. So So I
1: think he actually, uh, LePan was, was leading and then he lost the time. Yeah. Uh, Lucci was, was, uh, kind of about eight or nine minutes back and he stayed, he stayed right around the same. Uh, See, I was wrong. Oh, we get used to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I didn't, honestly, I didn't follow the rally two battle as closely as I followed the overall and uh, just didn't have time to really dig into it but uh, it's cool to see some some fast young guys coming up and you know it's kind of interesting is that you know that these guys are you know they're they're in their own class and and it's cool to see them have something but i mean they're they're an hour and 28 minutes
0: off the lead of the race yeah which so is that's testament to how badass the yeah, the pros are really just sure. i mean all these kids are kids again i don't know how old Tobias, well, they just curious, don't have experience. But, yeah, you know, that's
1: the thing. I mean, we've seen Paolo Lucci around for a while. He's, you know, I think he's a pretty experienced guy, uh, still in the Rally Two class, but maybe doesn't have some of the speed that some of the young guys, you know, right, have.
0: Of and we've we've talked about some of those guys like Mulek, Roman Dumontier. Those guys, we talk about them at the Dakar race. They have experience, but they're still in that Rally Two class. And the cool thing about this race is it's one of those uh, Road to Dakar challenge races. So with his win. Tobias is going to Dakar now. He's in. Right? Well, if he wants to,
1: if he if he can, yeah. <laughs> I think being an Austrian guy, he should have no trouble finding support to go to Dakar. Dakar has given him permission to race if he can yes. just find that check. Him, so what the what the road to Dakar is is it's you can you have the opportunity to win a free entry into the Dakar. Mm -hmm. Which, okay, a a race entry doesn't seem like much, but a a race entry for Dakar is about 17000 US dollars.
0: So 15,000 euros or something. Pretty solid bonus. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good win. Good win. And we've had a lot of Americans take advantage of that and go race. Mm -hmm. You know, Mason. Yeah. Mason got it. Um, Did Jake Ogibre get it? Maybe. Uh, I should call Jake and ask him. Yeah, But, But... Kendall Norman gave it to somebody.
1: Yeah. Kendall won it one year and then gave it to Mason. Yeah. So
0: look at that, you know,
1: and I mean, when I was doing the, the ambassadorship or the kind of representative for North America, they just were starting this program. And so it was, it was finding guys to go compete in this championship. And we didn't, we didn't really have a rally race in North America. There just wasn't one. So guys had to go to Morocco or to,
0: you know, you already had Tunisia to have this, Abu Dhabi to win this thing, so which is already like this elite level of person and commitment and right. investment that is leaving out a whole class of North American rally potential racers that yeah. just will and, never be able to put that together.
1: So in yeah, in those days, and and I I would have conversations with ASO, and I'm like, look, guys, let's just give this to somebody, yeah, because no one's gonna go to Morocco Abu Dhabi and race to to it. do this right these are americans and so the first year of that we we basically gave the the dakar challenge to ricky braybeck to get him to get him there to, you know to give kind of honda a little bit of encouragement to like hey take yeah. this guy get him to dakar yeah it's like and, a co-op you know and then moving forward it, you know we finally got sonora rally on the calendar as a as a dakar challenge event and then so now the last several years sonora rally has been a, a dakar challenge and yep. i think ivan ramirez won it one year yeah maybe 2016 right. or yeah 17 something like somewhere that, somewhere around there yeah um unfortunately didn't make it to dakar but yep. Um, you know, so it's a cool thing to try to encourage guys to, you know, give them a little extra incentive to,
0: to try to make it to the, to the big show. It makes it a little more attainable. Like it's still only a drop in the bucket to your total cost and investment and time that you're going to have to do if you do want to go to Dakar. But Hey, it's, it's pretty cool to say I got a free entry. So now I'm motivated to get the rest of the pieces to the puzzle.
1: Right. And, and it's something cool to show to sponsors because yeah, you you know, you go, Hey, I won this Dakar challenge. Like I have,
0: yeah. Well, I'm on my way to
1: Dakar. I'm going. And instead of just yeah. going to a sponsor and saying, I really want to go to Dakar. <laughs> Will you pay for me? I need a hundred thousand dollars. Please. Shouldn't be that big a deal.
0: Yeah. Just I'm cool, man. I'm cool. You want to be cool? Let's go be cool together. At Dakar. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it's good. Also it, it gets you through all the qualifications. Cause if you've never done a race and you want to go Dakar just write them a check, they still want to make sure you know how to ride a motorcycle.
1: So yeah, we, there's a there's a bit of a uh, I
0: guess somewhat you'd say of a, a qualification process. process there. But all right, yeah. Well, good job, right. well, Adrian Van Beveren. Good job, everybody else.
1: Yes, sir. We're so getting through this race, I'm already looking forward to Sonora. Yeah, so This was
0: good. When is Sonora Rally? Sonora Rally is the last week of April. I've got
1: it in my calendar here. I know all the uh, KTM boys are coming over for a test the week before, and then they're heading down to
0: Sonora. Why don't they so. just test in? Oh, it's April 22nd to the 28th. Yep. We should get lots of good updates. We're, we're working on a couple schemes here, people. We got two schemes in place. One is we convince our wives that we have a work trip we have to go on to for a week in Mexico, and we disconnect our phone tracking app so they don't know where we are. Yeah. And also buy them something nice so they forgive us and we go there and we record a show from there which is honestly the worst idea pretty challenging of our our two ideas yeah
1: yeah. and the other one would be to just send a independent correspondent down there and we have a secret independent correspondent so we're uh we're working on plans for sonora and we'll see uh we'll see how this goes you guys will find out soon enough
0: yeah either way we're gonna do daily shows on sonora i think we can tentatively commit to that i think we can do that yeah so we'll get real live updates from everybody in sonora because it's closer than abu dhabi perfect okay all right hit us up over and out later everybody